Hey, everybody, and welcome back to the Injured to Elite podcast. I'm your host, Dave Meyer, or if you've listened to episode number three with my former patient, Oleg Kagan, Dr. Dave. Today, we have the one and only John Denny back on the show. What is it that very first thing you do when you start your working out or training or whatever your activity is? Is it a quick stretch? Maybe a few arm circles for you ball players out there? How about your attitude? Do you wait for your body to kick that attitude in gear or are you getting the mindset and attitude right first? Today, John and I are going to discuss warming up that attitude while warming up your body and letting your spirit do the real work. Well, John, it's February. The enamor of the 2020 new year might have faded for some, especially with those workout goals, but here we're going strong in the new year with the podcast. Let's jump right into this with some attitude. All right. Well, I'm certainly happy to be back, and this is a subject which I love, love talking about. You know, Dave, for a long time, people have always, a lot of the golfers I work with, they talk about the grind and, you know, what are you doing? Oh, I'm doing the grind. And I'm like, oh, that sounds hard. And a lot of people, when they go to the gym, it's kind of like they feel like they have to go and they're going because they made this commitment, but it's almost a burden. And they go with the attitude like, yeah, I got to go to the gym today. And I found that when we can embrace a good attitude and appreciation for things like training, going to the gym where champions are really made. If we can do that with a good attitude, we get much more out of our training and it's just a lot more fun. I love it. So my first question for you, do you consider mindset and attitude the same thing or different? Well, I think they're in the same area. You know, mindset and attitude are very closely related. And I think that they really develop our emotional well-being. You know, if I show up with a good positive mental attitude and hope to, you know, uplift the people even in the gym, even people who are working out, I believe that mindset leads to a positive attitude and better outcome in it. But, you know, mindset and attitude are all, they're, they're the same thing. They come back to positive or negative. Got it. Let's say we have an effortful activity we're about to embark on, whatever it may be. What should be happening with our attitude before we even start that activity? Well, I think that's the benchmark of people who really excel and don't. And that's the idea of having our attitude in check before we ever show up to our event or our activity that we're going to be doing. So I, I tell my golfers that your attitude that you set in the morning at breakfast is going to go out through the whole day. You know that Steve Harvey guy? He says we have, we basically have two factories in our minds. And when we wake up in the morning, both of these factories are ready to get to work. And we have the negative factory and then we have the positive factory. And the first thoughts I think each day are going to get that factory in motion. So it's like, you know, God, I can't believe it's raining. It's going to be a horrible day. Well, that negative factory wakes up and it's like, okay, let's make sure this guy has a negative day. We're going to make everything possible work. He can have traffic and everything else. Where when you wake up on the positive side. Oh, thank you for another day. I get to try again. I'm really looking forward to this activity. Well, the positive factory gets to work and good luck happens and you meet the cool people like, you know, you and I have met. Yeah. But it's but it all starts at the beginning. It all starts before we leave the house, before we leave the bed. Yeah. It's really interesting, John, to see the different strategies people use to get their attitude right before training or competing. I will never forget when working with the athletic training staff over at the Merchant Marine Academy in Kings Point, Long Island, going into the football locker room before a game where you can see and feel this immense, almost quiet energy that overtakes the locker room. 
I can tell you from my own training as a baseball player, weightlifter, general athlete, my drive over to the gym many times consisted of a lot of self-hyping up, especially when I was lifting heavy, heavy weight back in, in the day when my uh, <laughs> when my family called me a lunchbox. <laughs> Sometimes I would overhype myself. So the next question I have for you, John, is how do we achieve the correct balance in order to sustain our attitude? That goes back to Kung Fu and all those. Grasshopper, don't get too high, don't get too low. We need to find our flow. And you know, for some people, that flow is going to be at a faster rate than others. I would imagine a football player is vibrating at a way higher vibration than, say, a baseball player or a golfer, you know, just as far as that energy goes. So, right. you know, I really think that what we want to do is find the flow that works for us. And you know, I, I always tell my athletes, you know, we can go too fast in life and miss all our good stuff, or I can go too slow and I can miss the good stuff. So I need to find my personal flow. And John's flow and Dave's flow are not going to be the same, each and every one of us. So we need to find that personal calm, that personal harmony so that we can show up in our best way. I'm a big fan of the phrase I've heard you use with renewing your mind with the harmony exercise. And I feel like it does set the tone for me each day. I don't get too high. I don't get too low. Sometimes the concepts get me excited about a certain specific thing that I'm working on in my life, such as right action with an entrepreneurial task, for instance, doing a podcast. But you really connected me with there in terms of finding that flow. So that's great. Thank you. A lot of times with training and competition, we treat mental strategies and physical tasks separately. We tell ourselves either it's time to get in the zone and focus mentally on that thought, then perform, or get the body moving in order to get in the zone. Is there a better way where both can actually be done at the same time? Yeah, absolutely. It's called holistic. You can't even separate them, really. People do, but when you take this holistic approach, the mind-body-spirit approach, uh, I need my mental perfection, I need my emotional perfection, I need my physical perfection to be at my best. And so we really want to look at this thing holistically. And the only way that we can do that is through what we're talking about now, is taking conscious control of each of these elements. It's interesting to think that the attitude of our mind dictates the performance of our body. The attitude of the body is expressed through the mind, so to speak. It's kind of an interesting way of looking at it. I love that holistic approach. So in your experience, John, how do you coach this warming up of the mind, body, and spirit together? You know, a few years ago, I stumbled upon this warm-up that my wife and I do. I've always heard you don't stretch cold muscles. So I found a really nice warm-up, which had about seven movements. It's a movement-based, low-impact warm-up. And, and I loved it. And for years, I got to the squats. And, and one of the warm-ups is just a simple chair squat. And I added the element of gratitude to it. So when I led it in these groups, I'd say, okay, as you do these squats, I want you to think of something to be grateful for. Just say, thank you. I am grateful. Uh, whatever you want. But I want you to do the gratitude squats. And so I'd add the element of gratitude to that one movement. And at the end of the week, a bunch of times they were asked, what was your favorite thing you learned this week? And people would raise their hand and they'd be say, I'd, my favorite thing was the gratitude squat. We just taught them every secret we know about paddle boarding and all of our special things. And they're saying they like the gratitude squats, which was a little bit blow to our egos, but then again, an inspiration to me. So one day I was teaching my good friend, Coach Dan, the G7, and he said, why don't you put a thought 
to every movement. And I was like, hmm, that's a great idea, right? So the first movement is log choppers, just a simple forward and back stretch for the spine, leaning down, kind of touching toward your toes and then reaching back up to the sky. And we start that one with thanks. So I moved gratitude to the front of the list. You know, that warms up the spine and it just really activates the center of gratitude. Thank you, I get to do this. Thank you, I have a body that can do this. And then we do torso twists. And as we're doing a gentle torso twist, we're thinking, love. I love this body. I love that I get to exercise. I love that I get to move. And then you go into alternating toe touches and you have, I have a thought for every exercise of the seven. And it is the most inspiring and energizing warm up. And it just does every part of the body, puts you in a really good frame of mind for the workout, for the run, for the game, for the whatever you're going to do that day, as you say, your activity for the day. And we'll put a link to the G7 after this podcast or on your website or mine, but it's available to anyone who would like to try it. My daughter leads it in the video. It's a great, great warm-up. We'll make a landing page for that and make sure that all of our listeners out there have access to this. And from a physiological standpoint, from Dr. Dave's perspective, as John was talking about with the first movement, the log choppers, that's a multi-planar movement. So you're getting all those movements at every segment of the spine with that thought of gratitude, which is such a deep, important thought. There's a scientific principle to each of the movements, and then we're using the mind to warm up that attitude. So, John- ah, But there's a scientific principle to each of the thoughts too. Don't forget about that. Absolutely. That's why it's not just me talking here and boring everybody. We have the expert John Denny here. And so <laughs> with the G7, is it necessary to speak the thoughts out loud or can you silently recite them to yourself? You know, especially for some of our listeners that are going to, they're going to go to the landing page and download the G7 warm up that might be uncomfortable doing this in public or around teammates, et cetera? Is it, is it better to do it out loud or reciting to yourself? That's a great question, David. Everything starts with an idea. And there's certain levels an idea goes through to when it becomes a reality. So we can think it, we can say it, we can write it down, we can tell someone else. So there's a whole bunch of ways which make it more and more real. We actually create that thought to be very, very succinct. So with the G7, if you're thinking, I love you, thank you, that is hugely powerful. If you can say it outside to yourself one day, you know, and we know what the next thoughts are, we have perfect health, I am perfect health. If you think I am perfect health, it's strong. If you say it out loud, now you've used it and you've set another, another level of vibration out there. And then if you write it down, I am perfect health. And each, each way that we express that idea, it becomes stronger and stronger in our lives. So they all work, but the more you can do, the better. Saying it out loud, putting it into spoken words, and so it becomes even more of a reality. So I guess if you can speak it, if you can say it, recite it, that's, that's powerful. And if you can't, just think it. And if you can't even think it, just listen to it. But however we get it into our minds, you know how many times I've told you, just gently when people first come and work with me, I get them to just say thank you a few times, you know, <laughs> and they don't realize that they're setting the foundation for a metaphysical change. But when you start to feel, you know, when I say thank you, it feels really good. When I say I love you, it feels really good. How often and when in the day should this be done? What's optimal? So <laughs> I have a little joke about this too. I call it the G7 warm up and the G7 cool down. And 
when, when I'm working out by myself, sometimes it'll be the G7 workout. So I will actually sometimes do three of them in one beach run. You know, one at the beginning, which is nice and slow, one in the middle, which is a faster tempo, hard one, and then one at the end. I use them three times. If I'm not going to work out, you know, I, I try to do one or at least go through the thoughts, but it can be done before your workout or after your workout. I'll add this out there, John, actually, because I'm, I'm thinking as you're speaking about these things. For those of our listeners out there that, whether it's a physical challenge or a non-physical challenge, for people out there that might be going through some type of rehabilitation process, because I, I do have some listeners that might have been attracted to this from an injury standpoint, you don't have to be working out in a gym. You can, somebody going through rehab or after surgery or even before a surgery, they can go out there and do the G7 warm-up to get the body moving, of course, per the doctor's guidance. You can do it in your bedroom. It's, it's a, you know, you're not going to start sweating. This is not supposed to be something which is physically strenuous. I do lateral stretches as one of the exercises and I just gently do some lateral stretches. But then when you do it at the higher level, Ali will do lateral lunges. Oh, there's a progression. Yeah. So there's a progression. And I, I just I just gently open up my thighs and she's doing full on power lateral lunges. lunges. You know, but the idea is like you said, not to hurt yourself. I think they're mostly very easy, but if, if any of them actually bother you, do you know modification. Yeah, do a modification. Just find something which is just gentle. That's the whole idea of it. But the important thing is to really understand those thoughts. And we put them out there on the video. I have them all in lettering so that you can read them and, and uh, remember them a little better. Perfect. And so another question, when we warm up our body, even scientifically in the sports medicine world, usually we go based off of a feel. Is there a feeling or an end result to know you are on the right track? Yeah, <laughs> like a, a smile, <laughs> you know, a chuckle, something that you're like, yeah, I'm in a good mood. Happiness, you know, the feeling of being happy. That's how you know you're on the right track. If you got a crappy attitude while you're working out, you're not doing this right. That's just all there is to it. Brings me back to, I think, one of our first episodes we talked about you coaching some of your golfers who said, yeah, I like to play mad, right? Right. I like, yeah, I like playing angry. There's a better way. Well, there's a way better way. And that, and that particular golfer had never won a tournament. He had made $12 million in golf, but he had never won right. the tournament. I remember you mentioned so, I've read anger is a good spark, but bad fuel. No, I, I'm not even really buying that. But you know, for some people, I mean, for some people, they, they may find a little motivation in a little bit of anger. But at the end of the day, you and I know anger creates cortisol. Anger creates adrenaline. Anger creates these things which we are very hard for our body to get rid of. So you're, you're self-poisoning as you think these thoughts. I love that. And I'm going to wrap up some of my thoughts here from the rehabilitation side and the sports performance side. For those out there that are challenging their bodies to, to grow, what John's talking about here, using these thoughts, these the attitude adjustments, when you're performing movements, that is so empowering. That's so empowering. I can't tell you how many times I had a patient in a physical therapy clinic that was just going through the motions and the exercises and was not present at all. They didn't want to be there. And if you can put your mind there, how much more you get out of it all you know, you go back to our last podcast when we talked about the reset breath and quick coherence. It all starts with that focusing on the heart, getting present, getting in the here and now. And unless you're in the gym with your body, you know, you're going to be going through the motions and you're not going to be getting the most you can. And you're certainly not going to be improving your attitude. So, hey, when you go into the gym, pick it up. Don't suck it down. 
I like that. Pick it up. Don't suck it down. Great. Thanks, John. I think that this is a great place to end it and have our listeners go out there and try the G7 warm-up. Check out the show notes to go to the website to get your free version of the G7 warm-up and head over to theharmonyexercise.com and start your day the Harmony way, renewing the mind. And you can also find John Denny on Instagram at The Harmony Exercise. And you can find me on Instagram at Dave M. Meyer. Let us both know how you like the G7 warm-up. We always value your feedback. Thanks, everyone, for listening. And I look forward to the next episode. Have a great rest of your day.